Facebook. Good morning, medics. It is I, Charles McFall, here to save the day. Make everybody happy again. I don't know. <laughs> this is Topic Tuesday and for Georgia Institute of EMS. And uh, I thought I'd talk about some scene safety. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dance around topics today. I'm not gonna try to spare feelings. I'm just gonna say it as it is right now. The world is a shithole. It's just it's it's bad. It's bad, especially for us in EMS. Uh with COVID hitting and uh you know, well technically I guess last Thanksgiving, but really with the pandemic ramping up through January, February and, and March, the world being put in the lockdown, we still have to go out and do our jobs. We still have to get out there and and do what we signed up to do, which is serve the public. And something has just gotten worse every month since then. And now here we are in June, you know, it started into May, June, and there's riots. And I'm not here to discuss the reasons for it or to condemn or condone any actions for Topic Tuesday anyway. Maybe on EMS Underground tomorrow we'll talk about all of that. But for Topic Tuesday, I want to talk about scene safety because especially in Atlanta, we have riots going on. I know a lot of cities have it going on. And uh, between COVID and our everyday job and riots now, I mean, quit, right? Get off the truck, leave, run, because there's no hope for us anymore. It, it, it's it's death to all, apparently. Um, I don't know what's going on, man. But with scene safety, for Topic Tuesday, scene safety, you know, we teach that in school, right? We teach about, oh, you, you pull up PPE, scene safe. And it becomes such a thing that we just say that I think, especially with students, it's easy to get complacent and, and just have it be a thing without understanding what it means. And I thought now was the best time to talk about scene safety and what it really, truly means in our world, in our world, not, not the big world today, but I'm talking about our EMS world. Let's be honest. Scene safety means you go home tomorrow. And you do whatever it takes to make that happen. If that means you tell some some police officers, some people, hello, Andy, uh, thanks for jumping in here. Uh, if you tell anybody, I'm not going to do that because I got to go home tomorrow or at the end of my shift or whatever. And I don't mean, oh, my shift's ending. I mean, no, my safety's in jeopardy. My family is more important than, than you. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. My, my life is more important than you. It's not going to happen. That's what you do. That is the heart of scene safety. And unfortunately, police officers don't get to do that. I know yesterday there was more riots and, well, it started off peaceful. And I'm just going to leave it at that. I just want to, you know, not think I'm spinning this to one side or the other. I was still talking about safety. And so you have men and women in uniform, not just uniform, but out there in riot gear. And then you get National Guard out there in riot gear. And it's hot and it's not safe. I mean, it's inherently not safe. And I don't know how many people got hurt. So here's what's going to be happening for us out there in the field is more of this is going to go down. I mean, it just is. It just is. And our job is not to judge. And honestly, let me put a little pin in that and say, if you are racist, GTFO. Because right now we have no time, no energy, and no place for skin color in our field at all period in the story right now is the most dangerous for us in the field it is very unsafe on almost every scene you go on so you've got to be worried about one going home tomorrow or tonight whenever 
you get off shift. You got to be worried about your safety, period. And then secondly, you've got to be worried about taking care of that patient and how to keep yourself safe. So when things like yesterday happened and there are a protest, a peaceful protest goes wrong and things get violent, you're going to get called in to help the patients, be it police officers, be it protesters, be it whatever, whomever. And scene safety means treat that scene like a hazmat scene. You treat any kind of riot situation like a hazmat scene. Now, I'm going to be over here, and hopefully, I hope, because I am not in Atlanta, Think I, I am grateful, honestly, that I'm not in Atlanta working right now. So I hope that your companies, that your counties, that your commanders are setting up when they, they know, okay, there's going to be a protest going on. And, and by all means, protests are part of the American way. But as we know, especially in the last 10 years, unless it's really led by strong leaders, protests turn ugly. They just It's, it's a bad thing because it takes one person to set things off on either side, on any side. So I'm hoping when they know there's a protest going on that they set up a safe zone for ambulances to stage so that when somebody gets hurt, they get brought to that safe zone so you're nowhere near it. So if somebody's saying, I don't remember what the roads were yesterday, but if somebody's saying you've got to come down as an ambulance, you're being dispatched to the heart of that issue, no, I'm not going. I'm not doing it. That's not safe. Bring them to me. I mean, when you've got an army, literally an army of officers that can that can go in, protect each other, get that patient, right? You know, I'm not trying to, to identify any rabble rousers or, or problem starters, but get the patient, whomever they might be, out of that dangerous situation and bring them to you. There's only two of us, and we don't have armor, and we're not protected. Bring them to us. That's number one in scene safety with this stuff. So... When that happens, your scene safety does not stop until you get rid of that patient. Turn over the patient to the hospital. And I am very aware that there's ways I I say things that can be inflammatory and they're not intentional. That's why I keep correcting myself. Is the intent is for your safety, for all safety, for all human beings' safety. I'm so effing sick of this crap that's going on where people are getting hurt, where they're hurting each other. I could go on a rant, and I'm not going to do that. It's not what Topic Tuesday is all about. Your scene safety carries on through the back of the ambulance because it is too easy to be lumped in with public safety, right? To be lumped in with the police. It is too easy for people to yell at us in uniform because they identify all uniforms together, fire, police, and EMS. And they're seeing the police possibly in a good light they're seeing the police possibly in a negative light either way it doesn't help us at all so you're seeing safety it starts with no i'm not going to the most dangerous area of the city right now to handle that you've got to bring them to me to the staged area and if your commanders aren't setting up a staged area for this i'm gonna be blunt you need to walk you need to get the hell off of that job there's no world that is acceptable that you're going to get dispatched to the heart of the riot is what I mean. The, not the protest. I'm all for protesting, peaceful protesting. It's, it's, it's 
the only way I can equate it for EMS purposes and staging is a decently controlled or led. And that's what I mean by led. Let me go back to Occupy Wall Street. You might remember Occupy Wall Street is about the one percenters, the, the ultra, ultra rich taken away from the 99 percent of us that aren't ever going to be on that level, so on and so forth. And it started off with that cause. And they camped out and they occupied Wall Street, right? And they were bringing light to their cause. That's a peaceful and strongly led protest, except it wasn't strongly led. People started coming in and changing what it was for. And there were some people who started trouble intentionally. They came in. That's what, what some human beings do. And so it took that protest and not only did it make it trouble, it changed. You asked five different people what, what Occupy Wall Street was all about and Occupy Austin and Occupy Atlanta and Occupy whatever. And you get five different answers, extremely different answers of what it was all about because it wasn't strongly led. Yet there's been many a protests that were strongly led. Hey, Jocelyn, uh, EMS and the protests at the same. Okay, yeah, on the same team. So that you always have to be there. Well, let me get back to what I was saying, Jocelyn, about the leadership. First off, if it's a, an honest protest, and I mean, there's been many of those. And by honest protest, I mean, we have a clear cut. This is what we're marching for. Uh, man, a year ago, two years ago, there was a couple of marches where they took over I-20. Peaceful as could be, made their point, strongly led. This is our point. This is what we're protesting about. Perfect. That's what a protest is. And us as EMS should be like, your issues are your issues. I'm neutral. I have Switzerland. I am here to help if you get hurt. That's what the Caduceus means. The star of life. I am here to help if you get hurt. That's And we have to be verbal about that. We have to use our body language that way. That's all part of scene safety is I, I love my brothers and sisters in the police department in the fire department but i ain't them that's them and their job is to make sure you're safe too i'm the protest i'm specifically thinking of that was on i-20 and like the grady curve i think it was uh somewhere in there that um the police stopped traffic they protected that protest until they could safely get everybody to wherever the protest was going whatever was happening we're all here to protect and serve it's not the protest that's the problem. The protest is inherently dangerous because it's a large amount of people who are angry. And it takes one or two bad people to set that anger off and to misdirect that. From what I understand from yesterday, and I may be wrong, but this is based off of seeing safety and how we can be safe and be on the same team, is the protest went on for like an hour and a half to almost two hours peacefully prayer vigils and marches and talks and singing and whatever happened but it did what a protest was supposed to do maybe there's some loud angry chanting it doesn't matter it was peaceful by nature and then one guy ran out and threw a rock at the cops and the police officers did what they were supposed to do and then things exploded now i don't know what else happened in there i don't know how else it built up but my point is we have to be safe so you need to have number one jocelyn you need to have a safe area to be in an easy way in and out. So if you're actually staged at the protest, and that's what I was about to say, a, a righteous protest, a well-led, safe protest is like a festival with a point to change life, to change the world we live in. 
Okay. My festival, I mean, we've worked festivals or football games. You do a standby to where you know you can get in and out. You're not caught in the crowds. You're not part of the event that's going on, but you're standing by there. And you don't expect anything to go wrong other than somebody may get hurt. If they get hurt, that's what you're there for. Right. I've worked uh I've worked these these Spartan runs, I've worked football games, I've worked actual festivals. And that's what you do is you have a place that you're a part. And honestly, talk to people. I mean, if you want them to, to uh, how can we address EMS and protesters at the same time on the same team? You just have to say, I'm here to help. Make it clear we're here to help you. If you see somebody that's hot and you and and this heat, we should have water bottles on our truck. Maybe if we don't, maybe we should start talking about our superiors to like, hey, can I get a couple of cases of water? Can you cut off 20 bucks for me to get some water? You know, so when we are in these areas and we see people that are hot, we hand out water. That's goodwill. Right? That's community outreach right there if you're having to be near the protest. But number one, you shouldn't be near the protest, in my opinion. But when things go, so I've thought about when things went wrong. They need to come to you in the story. When you get somebody raging, now, obviously, you're seeing me on the video. If you're on the podcast, I'm going to tell you, I'm a big white guy. Now, depending on the situation, I don't come off that way because I'm a human being first, and that's where I put myself. And I can tell you story after story of how I've grown up poor, which relates to the black community. I've grown up rejected by rich white people. I can tell you all kinds of stories. It doesn't matter if you're angry because of something that is racially motivated and you, you feel justified as a patient, you feel justified and you're in the back of the truck and you see me, there's a good chance you're just going to be yelling at me. Here's what I have to do, Jocelyn. I have to be calm. I have to make sure I'm always aware of seeing safety, always going, okay, is my truck safe right now? Are they going to get ran up? Is it, is it a, uh, a young female who is probably not going to hurt me if she attacks me, but is unjustified. You know, you can't let people attack you. I'm not saying you take the slap in the face. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying be justified. Is she truly a threat to me or not? Or is it somebody who can knock me out with one punch? And that's truly a threat and the anger's ramping up. I've got to get away from it. All right, we have to use our words. We have to be calm. We have to connect with people say and just keep saying i understand i'm just here to help you as a patient i'm here to help you i'm trying to help what is your problem your stomach hurts oh you got shot by a beanbag gun oh you got hit by something oh you got knocked down when people freaked out and ran it got stepped on whatever the injury is let's bring it back to the medicine i'm here to help this pain i'm here to help 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 you no matter what that's what we have to do in these situations we have to keep ourselves clear and you cannot sit anywhere on scene where anybody can hear you and run your mouth about what you believe is happening and what you think is right or wrong you gotta leave that at home like i'm trying to do here i mean i could go off on all kind of talks and rants about how things could be handled differently all across the board but when i clock in I am here for the medicine. End of story. End of story. And that's, that's, I don't have any easy answers. I don't have any proven answers. This is a new time for all of us. 
This is a bad time for all of us, and all of us meaning humans. Because you might have to go to that protest and handle somebody who's hot, overheated, right? You got heat issues, heat stroke, heat whatever, right? So you might have to deal with that, even in a peaceful protest. And you might have to turn around and go to somebody who's fever, difficulty in breathing, nausea, vomiting, chills, loss of taste, COVID. And you're having to be fully suited up. You're welcome, Jocelyn. You stay safe out there. Be, I mean, seriously. Here's the end of the story, Jocelyn. If you feel in danger, you have to go. End of story. And there's going to be a lot of fear. And there's going to be a lot of times when you're not sure you're making the right decision. Ultimately, you have to walk away if you feel like you're in danger. That might mean you lose your job. That might mean you you lose your career or you walk away from your career. I don't know. But I always had one rule for myself. I go home in the morning. I work 24-hour shifts. My rule is I go home in the morning. And I'm there to make it peaceful. I'm there to make it the best way possible. I've definitely had people angry at the police officers and they get in the back of my truck with no officer. And I tell them, I'm not the police. I'm literally here just to help you with whatever medical problem or trauma, traumatic problem you have. I don't care. All I care about is you don't have a knife in your pocket that you can stab me with or a gun in your back waist. That's it. That's where I can't see it. I mean, I can see it anywhere else, right? I just don't, I couldn't see it. That's all I care about. I'm here to help you get you what you need. I'm blunt about it. I'm honest about it. And as soon as somebody threatened me, which didn't happen much in my career, because even though I'm white, I'm also six, seven and 350 pounds. So, you know, I was pretty much took up a third of the truck, any truck I was in. Um, so I'm saying I didn't get threatened a lot, but when I did, did get threatened, I was blunt about that too. It's like, no, I'll go home. I told one patient I'll go home tomorrow. If that means I got to go through you to do that, I'll do that. So either we calm it down and let me help you. Or if you think you're going to threaten me and come after me, you will either go to the hospital or you go to the morgue. Either way, I go home. If that's by way of jail, that's fine. I will go home eventually end of story i know that sounds rough and i know that sounds aggressive and that only happened once in my entire career of like 12 years that i was in the field my point is you've got to know when to walk away that's scene safety if you feel threatened walk away will you abandon the patient Know that. Make a willful choice. I felt threatened. I left the patient behind. Well, we're not going to, you can't work here anymore because of that mentality. Okay. I feel safe in that decision. There are consequences to everything we do. There are consequences to everything we do. But we have to be safe first. And that's unfortunately not what everybody else is thinking. Okay. I shouldn't do that. Everybody else is, is a misnomer. It's over over generalization. There's a percentage of our citizens who aren't thinking about their own safety or the safety of others. They're thinking about greed. They're thinking about violence. They're thinking about anger. And that is not the majority of what is going on. That is a minority of what's going on. But that minority is loud. And they're able to get other people to follow them. 
do what you have to do to be safe. If that means restraints, do that. If that means refusal, say, no, I'm not going in there. Either bring them to me or it's not going to happen. That's what you do. I had to do that in the most weirdest situation. There was a car that got hammered, got hammered. I mean, it was destroyed. And there's front end damage. And the airbags never went off. And the firefighters I work closely with, now it's in the in a little ditch. And, oh, the car's safe. Went, no, you need to cut the, the battery cables. What are you talking about? But the airbags did not deploy. She's in the front seat of that driver. She's in that driver's seat. I'm not getting in there until you cut those cables or at least disconnect them from the bat from the battery. And this firefighter bowed up. I was like, what are you talking about? Get in there and do your job. And I'm like, no, my job is to be safe. I'm doing it in front of the patient, everybody. I'm loud. But my job is to be safe, and I will not get in that car. And, and by that time, one of the lieutenants like, there you go. He just popped up. And that's all it took was popping off the cables. And – I was like, that's it. Thanks. And I walked past the firefighters being an asshole and went and did my job. And it was weird because I worked with these guys closely. I've, I considered them my team, but this one guy just had a bad day and he was not going to take those cables off. And he thought I was a weak person for not being brave enough to go in there and handle it. I was like, no, it's safety. It's safety. And I was taught in school. I did some extrication classes. I was taught you cut the cables to the battery. Or at least, at the very minimum, you take them off and make sure you're not touching. They're not touching anything, so that they're if the airbags haven't gone off because it's dangerous. So that's one of the things you do. And then, like I said, with COVID, COVID is still a potential. It's turning out to be not as much as a potential as, as well. Okay, let's be real about COVID. It was new, and and CDC, who's the expert on on all things disease, right? We we lean on them. They just didn't know. There wasn't enough information out there. Didn't know. So as we're getting more information, as more research is being done, as more things are coming out, we're starting to find out that, okay, well, COVID doesn't live on surfaces as much as we thought. Okay, so it doesn't transfer as easily as we thought. But we didn't know. And and you have to be safe. Seeing safety. And that's something the world is not understanding right now. It's seeing safety. Because honestly, in these protests, it's a lot more than 25 people. And it's it's they're not keeping six feet apart, are they? You know, so now we also have to consider not just the anger, not just the potential for violence, but potential for disease. Because if somebody is out there who does have COVID and they're coughing and they're in this group because they're angry and they, they rightfully want to protest, they're going to go out and they're just feeling hot because it's hot outside. No, they're not. They're feeling hot because it's COVID or TB or any other communicable issues that can go on with people right it's just potential for everything to go wrong so what you're gonna do is you always you you just have to be on the lookout for everything it's gonna be exhausting i have to imagine you as medics out there right now in the field are exhausted because not only are you in a cause, you're worrying about your safety constantly. And we really should worry about our safety constantly. But you get called out to Granny's house for an uh, injured foot or my, my stomach hurts. You, you get complacent because you know, what, what really statistically is the likelihood of you being attacked at that situation or coming into contact with something that's going to hurt you? It's statistically low. Yeah. You know? Uh, what what's the chances of of it being the regular flu versus COVID nineteen? 
what are we know, learning every week about COVID-19? More and more and more, right? So, I mean, we, we, we get complacent. But in this situation with a pandemic still going on, and now we have explosive situations going on, and the two easily can mix, I'm sorry, man. I, I imagine you're exhausted. That's another thing. Take your break. Take your mental break. Stop working overtime if you need to. You've got to get sleep. I saw this is a whole different thing. It's a TV show, but it's about it's kind of like reality, whatever. But I, basically, I saw I watched this worker, and, it's, and they work twenty four sevens, and and they get to sleep and off shift and whatever. Uh, you know, take breaks, and she was literally told go to bed at this time because she was doing the late shift. Go to bed at this time. So you can get your full nine hours and you'll be up by this time. And her exact, not to the boss, but her response to the camera was, don't tell me how to live my life. And she stayed up for an extra three or four hours, went to bed instead of at like midnight, one o'clock, whatever the time was supposed to be. She stayed up till four o'clock, four thirty, and then went to bed for a few hours. And then she runs around talking about how she's exhausted. We do that in EMS, don't we? I can take, I, I can take this shift. For I'm the hero. I can take the shift because my company needs me and I'm a company man, woman, person, whatever. I can take the shift because I need the extra money. I can take the shift because nobody else will and it's the right thing to do. But you're exhausted. And maybe you don't even realize how exhausted you might be. You have to you have to take care of yourself. You have to calm down. You have to rest. Taking yourself out of any kind of situation helps with that go home don't be on social media it's 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 worse on social media than it is in the world right now if i'm being honest it is more dangerous to social media mentally and emotionally than it is in the real world physically right now so when you take your day off stay off social media stay off the news just Go watch your favorite sitcom or your housewives of, of whatever show or or your sci-fi movies or play your video games. Read your books. Take a walk. Do something that keeps you away from all of this. We have to be in it as part of our job. Stay out of it when you're, when you're out of it. And the last thing I want to say about scene safety in regards to protests and covid and and riots be educated and don't hold on to the things that mentally will get you in trouble it hurts you i mean i don't mean like oh stop on the wrist i mean no beliefs honestly i'm gonna say it bluntly you're racist right now you cannot be on the ambulance I don't care what race you're angry at. It doesn't matter. Angry at white people, angry at black people. If you're right now, not anger. Like, okay, I saw a buddy of mine post about a fellow firefighter who whose small business was destroyed in a riot. He's a black firefighter, black business owner. It was destroyed by people. Probably, honestly, probably of multicolored people. All races get involved in looting and rioting. So for you to go, oh, it's just the black people, you're wrong. And if you're thinking that way, that makes an inherently unsafe scene in the back of your truck. Because if you're letting that build up in your mind and in your heart, it's going to come out in your actions. 
you need to clean your mind out. If you if you can separate that out, if you can if you can if you can hate people at some other time, and you'll go okay, I'm a medic right now. I will treat the patient. They are just patients. They are human meat sacks that I can find the problem and I can get them to the hospital and quite possibly fix the problem in the meantime. Then do that. Otherwise, you're going to make for an unsafe scene. So the last thing I want to say about all of it is, is I think this is the second or third last thing I want to say. Keep your mouth shut. Your mouth, your opinions don't matter. They don't. Your beliefs don't matter. None of it matters. Keep your mouth shut. Whether you're running calls around it, in it, through it, or away from it. Doesn't matter. You're there to catch that next call. You're there. Now... You want to have good discussions. I'm all about discussions. But if you want to just say your opinion and have people bow down to you or, or just randomly throw out this you know, negative, positive, whatever opinion, keep your mouth shut. Social justice warriors, keep your mouth shut. Flapping your gums doesn't do crap. Getting out there and changing the world does something. Racist MFers, keep your mouth shut. Hatred on any direction, anger and hatred doesn't fix anything. Taking steps to change things. Now, protests are one of those things. Taking steps to change things. Rioting, looting. Posting about the president. Posting against whatever color you want to post. It doesn't change things. Be safe. Always. Be safe in your thoughts. Be safe in your speech. Be safe on the scene. That applies to every call out there. Part of scene safety is how you think and how you speak. And, and always, from the time you get that 911 call to the time you turn them over to hospital, you're always looking around, watching for potential dangers. Health-wise, physically, medically, all of it. You're looking around for dangers. Be safe out there. Get your rest. Please get your rest because you're going to need it. And have a great day, medics. <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I don't know how to step out of this one. Other than be safe. I'll be back tomorrow with some EMS Underground where we, we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. <laughs>